the much-anticipated return of Jake Ottinger brought stability back in between the pipes for the Dallas Stars, and that lasted about 24 hours because Scott Wedgwood now has an injury. The All-Star break can't come quick enough. Let's jump into it next on Locked on Stars. Your Locked on Stars, your daily podcast on the Dallas Stars. Part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. Howdy, Stars fans, and welcome back to another episode of Locked On Stars, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every single day. It's a pleasure to be with you. I'm Joey Erickson, former producer of 105 Through the Fan and play-by-play voice of the Chippewa Steel. Please be sure to subscribe. We are free and available wherever you get your podcast and on YouTube. And as always, thank you so much for making us a part of your day and making us your first listen. Just when you thought the Dallas Stars were going to get back on track, they were going to be fully healthy in net for the first time in over a month. The hockey gods said, not so fast, Stars fans. Scott Wedgwood goes down with a lower body injury. He's forced to exit the game on Saturday against the Blackhawks. Jake Ottinger has to spring back into action for back-to-back nights. That was not the plan. How can this be happening again? Well, it's the National Hockey League, and you have to adapt and overcome. So the Stars will have to do that once again as they suffer another injury in a key position. Seems to be a reoccurring theme over the past month, and they have crucial games and crucial points up for grabs before the all-star break. They have to keep pace in the Central Division. So much to get into on today's episode, so buckle up. I have plenty of thoughts and observations as we finally passed over the midway point in the season. The playoff push is on. Today's episode is brought to you by FanDuel. Make every moment more. Right now, new customers get $150 in bonus bets guaranteed. When you place a $5 bet, visit FanDuel.com slash on to get started. So we will start with the net miners. I'll begin with Scott Wedgwood. We'll get an update from Pete DeBoer later on today on the significance of the injury and the timetable for Wedgwood's return. It seems to be a similar injury that Otter suffered a month ago. So if you put two and two together, it could be about a month. It could be a little bit more. The nice thing is you do have that buffer in there with the all-star game. Uh, Wedgwood did suffer a lower body injury last spring, and I think that lasted about a month and a half. If I recall, that could have been about 45 days or so. Can't remember the exact number, but it was a little longer than they had expected. Of course, Not every injury is the same. So we'll get more clarification on it later today. But I don't think I can overstate how big of an impact the injury has on the Dallas Stars. Jake Ottinger, of course, just returned on Friday night against the Predators. I'll give my thoughts on Otter's return in just a moment. But it finally felt like, yeah, you got some stability back now in net. You have your one-two punch. Both of these goalies have gave you some really good efforts this season, but Wedgwood was being used a lot like he was the most busiest goaltender in the National Hockey League in the absence of Jake Ottinger. I believe he started in, what, 12 or 13 straight games because Pete DeBoer wanted to get the most out of them, and he did a wonderful job. I mean, he stepped up. 
you cannot ask Wedgwood to do any more than what he had done over the past month. He had won you some games. He wasn't sharp in some of them, but look, he's going to have some stinkers. And frankly, the Stars should have been able to bail him out a bit more, especially with the quality of opponents they were playing in the last 10 games. They weren't playing a, a ton of top five teams in the NHL, so to speak. And the numbers are very similar between Otter and Wedgwood. If you look at the overall picture of them, they've both played at least 20 games. Otter's had 23, but they each have 12 wins. Save percentage, 897 for Wedgwood, 902 for Otter. 3.03 goals against average for Wedgwood, 2.96 for Otter. So there's not like this huge distinction. They've both been very similar this season. I thought Wedgwood has kept the stars in almost every game that he's played this season. And we should applaud him for his effort. And the gut punch about this thing is he was finally going to get some rest with Otter returning. They were going to be able to use Otter a lot. They are going to have to now, probably more than they had expected with Otter just returning from kind of a significant injury. If, if, I could say that. I, I I don't think that's too much of a stretch. He was out for a month, and you have to trust your body once again to do what you would like on an every-night basis now, and they're really going to use him here down the stretch. But the Wedgwood injury was a real, real gut punch, and I thought he's played really, really well, uh, as I said, over the past month, and he's really kept the Stars in the race. I mean, they're still third place in the Central Division, and Wedgwood has been a huge part of it. So now they have to deal without him here for the foreseeable future. And that definitely stinks. So we'll probably see Matt Murray get called back up. He did have a start during that stretch of Wedgwood's renaissance. And he got a shutout, albeit uh, against a Minnesota team that had practically given up. But either way, a shutout is a shutout at the National Hockey League level. So Matt Murray, I'm sure, will be recalled and we'll see a few appearances from him. But you have a, a lot of crucial games coming up here before the All-Star break. You have seven remaining and you're playing some very good teams. And these are valuable points if you want to keep up uh, in the Central Division race. The nice thing is, in the silver lining, is Jake Unger has returned. I thought... He looked really sharp on Friday against Nashville. His lateral movements seem to be sharp. He seems to be trusting his injury. He spoke post-game on Bally Sports with Josh and Razor uh, about just kind of getting over the mental aspect of it more than anything, just trusting the leg or trusting wherever the injury is to do what you need to do to compete at a high level. And he seems to have that, which is a, a great great sign and hopefully he can return to form because his numbers are certainly not what we've been accustomed to seeing in years past but he looked really sharp uh, against Nashville he made 32 saves of course he gave up four there's a few in there that you would have liked him to stop but the defense is certainly not up to the quality that we would be expecting but you got him through a full 60 minute game which is a great sign Pete DeBoer also mentioned that that they got him through it and everything seemed to be okay and then you had to spring him in the action on Saturday because you had no choice and he came in and did a great job in relief 
made 20 saves on 21 shots. Uh, he, he gave up the uh, goal uh, towards the end of the second period, but uh, he gave you a very, very phenomenal effort in the third period, and you're able to get a few tallies and win that game in Chicago. And that was a big two points in the grand scheme of things. You cannot drop a game against the Blackhawks. I don't care who you have out. And the Stars are having these issues recently where they just kind of lollygag their way into games and then they're down a goal, maybe down two, which is a reoccurring theme as well. Oh my goodness, I'm tired of two goal deficits. But look, that's where we're at. And then they turn it on. They like flip the switch. Like, hey, we should probably start competing and win this hockey game, uh, and they did that against Chicago on Saturday night. So Wedgwood is out, but Otter is back, and it's nice to have a solid presence back in between the pipes. But you know, look, I don't think I can overstate once again how big Wedgwood's injury could have an impact on the team. Otter needs a few days off every once in a while. That's just the nature of the modern goaltender. It is too stressful of a position with the amount of shots you're taking on an every night basis, the uh, amount of pressure and physical really strength you're putting on your body each night. It's a lot. And Otter started 50 or what was it? 63 games last season. And that's just a, a, a bit too much. And you want to have him fresh for the playoffs, right? That has been the constant talking point throughout the season revolving around or from this coaching staff. They want to have him fresh when it matters most. So hopefully they don't have to ride him too much here in the next month or so. Otherwise we're going to repeat what we did last season. But at the same time, I understand how valuable each game is and how valuable each point is because P. DeBoer also has stated his number one priority is getting the best possible playoff spot. And you would think that the best chance you have of getting a one seed or at least winning the Central Division is playing Jake Ottinger on most nights. So we'll see how they play this, especially because Otter has been on his butt, so to speak, not on his butt, but he's been not playing hockey games for about a month and they want to be very cautious with him. So do we see Matt Murray get a few spot starts here and there? I would not be opposed to that. They can win with Matt Murray. They've been winning without great goaltending in defense anyways the past month, to be completely honest. They've outscored a lot, a lot of their problems. They're second in the National Hockey League in terms of goals per game. We can be completely honest. It hasn't been their shutdown attitude taking opposing offenses away doing it this season. They're outscoring uh, a ton of their issues, but with Otter returning and having Wedgwood and the tandem there, you were hoping, okay, maybe they can start to tighten up here. Miro's going to come back soon, hopefully, and they're, they're ready to go once again. But Nope, that, that's not how it works. So they're going to have to deal with uh, another key injury in a key spot. And I, I hate to, to put it this way, but, you know, it wouldn't be the worst if it was like Radic Foxa or Ty Delandria because it's a depth forward piece, so to speak. And I hate saying that because Foxa is very valuable 
I like Delandria too when he comes in and plays. He's very effective. Uh, and the fourth line has been great in general. But the stars have some breathing room <laughs> in their in their forward depth. Uh, not so much uh, at the goaltending position. So uh, it, it certainly hurts. And you're down a number one defenseman, arguably your number one player as well. So it's never going to be easy for the Dallas Stars, uh, I guess, this season. So they're going to have to weather this storm, but you do have the All-Star break here in just a few weeks. Man, can we just get to the All-Star break and pick up a few wins on the way? A crucial stretch ending January for the Dallas Stars. Let's look ahead to some of those matchups and maybe we can find a few wins in there for the Dallas stars and they can keep pace in the central division. More importantly, let's do that in just a moment. Today's episode of locked on stars is brought to you by fan duel. The NFL playoffs are here, ladies and gentlemen, and it's time to get in on the action with FanDuel, America's number one sports book. Right now, new customers get $150 in bonus bets guaranteed when you place a $5 bet. That's $150 in bonus bets, win or lose. Speaking of losing, what an embarrassing effort from the Dallas Cowboys yesterday against the Green Bay Packers. What do you expect the Dallas Cowboys always seem to falter when it matters most. At least the Dallas Stars seem to overachieve when they get into the postseason. Well, you may not be able to bet on the Dallas Cowboys anymore, but there's a few other teams that are still in the action, so go ahead and give FanDuel a try. It is phenomenal. The app is so easy to use. They have live same-game parlays. You can find bets in the new Explore tabs. They also have a parlay hub. It's the best way to find popular parlays. And there's so many more options as well. So go ahead and try FanDuel. Make a little money while you're watching the NFL playoffs this season. So visit FanDuel.com slash locked on and make your first bet a layup. FanDuel, official partner of the NFL. Be sure to check on Locked On. Be sure to check on Locked On Sports today. It is on YouTube, the first ever national sports 24-7 streaming channel. Go ahead, go over there. They have 24-7 coverage of the top sports stories of the day with local experts of Locked On plus national shows covering every league. So go ahead on YouTube to Locked On Sports today and subscribe to the first ever national sports 24-7 streaming channel. So the All-Star break is... At the end of the month, or I should say the first week in February, Jake Ottinger, the lone all-star representative for the Dallas Stars. How about that fan voting BS that they do every year that we all know is just a complete scam? And I don't think they ever actually tally the votes or whatever system they're using, the retweets on Twitter. Big shout out to the Dallas Stars social medias handles social media peoples. I thought they did a great job promoting it and doing their best to get Otter a teammate to go with him but to Toronto. But look, we all knew uh, that wasn't going to happen, <laughs> unfortunately. Uh, anyways, the All-Star game has certainly lost some luster in, in recent years. Uh, of course, I hope it's a good time in Toronto. Who doesn't want to go to Toronto in January? Anyways, Enough about the All-Star game. We're not here to talk about that. We're here to talk about the next seven games. 
three games at home, four games on the road. It begins tomorrow against the LA Kings. They got some good opponents on the docket here in the next few weeks. So your next seven, I'll just go in order for everybody. You got LA, you got the Flyers who are having a phenomenal season, by the way, if you're not keeping track on Philadelphia. I did slight them not too long ago, and hey, they've kept it up so far. So good job for the Flyers. Torts has got those guys in shape. New Jersey, disappointing season so far, but we know the talent. They can beat you on uh, beat you on any given day. You got the New York Islanders. You got the Red Wings, who look to be without Patrick Kane now. Who knows how that's going to be? And you got Anaheim and Washington. So those are your next seven games, and these are a crucial 14 points. I spoke at nauseum the last few weeks, if you're an everyday or you've heard me talk about it, the last 10-game stretch that the Stars had, and it wasn't very pretty. They went like 5-4-1. and one. It was honestly uh, not as rewarding as it should have been with some of the quality of opponents they had coming. And you had seven or what was it? I think six of those games at home. And they threw up some duds in, in those ones, unfortunately. But you can rewrite the ship here if you take 75% of these points here in the next seven games. I think this all-star break is going to be so crucial for the stars. They just need a reset. It feels like they need some time to just chill out, deal with some of these internal issues, these injuries that keep popping up every once in a while and get back to fully healthy and ready for this playoff push. But you have some very, very high quality teams. LA is a, is a great, great team. <laughs> I mean, uh, and that's the understatement uh, of the year. They've been playing really, really well. The Flyers are a good young team. New Jersey with Hughes and company. I, I mean, th they have some some real, real lethal snipers on that one. But you also have Detroit, uh, which is, is certainly playing better, but uh, a team you've handled well in the past. New York is kind of a spitting image of yourself, it feels like, in the, in the past few seasons where they want to play defense, uh, even though the, the Stars, I guess, or lighting the lamp at an alarming rate this season. So maybe you're not a spinning image, but uh, they were two very similar style teams uh, over the past five years. You got Anaheim, which the Stars, of course, seem to have fits with some of these teams. They shouldn't, but uh, look, the Dallas Stars are going to make it interesting. And then you have Washington. But it, it just feels like if you could take 10 out of the 14 points here, you have Jake Ottinger, which is the biggest factor you have the best goaltender in the majority of these games. Use it to your advantage. Yes, you are without Miro Haskin, and, and I know the defense is not up to par. That is the understatement of this season. Something needs to change. But they've done okay without Miro. Of course, it's looked ugly at some times, but it hasn't looked as, I would say, uh, disastrous on some occasions, as you would think, because even with Miro in the lineup, they have struggled this year, but they're getting some decent efforts. I thought Niels Lundqvist has really stepped up and actually been a bright spot here uh, as of uh, as of late, and, and they certainly need it. He's been able to chip in offensively here a bit too. He now is up to uh, 13 points on the season. Uh, Hanley continues to just kind of be that zero-sum player 
never too high, never too low, does his job. Harley continues to emerge as the second best defenseman. He's kind of closing that gap with Miro Haskinen, which I love. But the Stars, they, they're going to have to, I feel like, outscore their problems here for the foreseeable future until they get some help at the deadline. I, I, I mean, they, they need another right shot defenseman. They just need another body in there to just help stabilize the back end. And frankly, they need another body now to stabilize in net. But Jake Ottinger is ready to go. The nice thing is, is that we know he can handle the load. Yes, it probably has some long-term effects later on in the season, but he'll be able to handle this load of playing every night. We've seen it before already. He played 63 games last season, had a ton of action. He was amongst the league leaders in that category. So you're not totally panicking about the situation. I'll put it this way. I feel much better about having just Jake Ottinger, so to speak, as your your guy than Scott Wedgwood. Even though their numbers are eerily similar, I'm going to take Otter, of course, every single day of the week. Jake Ottinger can steal games for you, and hopefully he's back to fully 150,000% healthy, and he's ready to rock because the Stars are going to need him here. We need some Jake Ottinger from the first few weeks of the season, not leading up to that injury. Because if you get that on most nights, the stars are going to be completely fine, even with a a leaky defense, but they're taking on some very, very quality opponents here in the next two weeks. And these are big games before the all-star break. See if you can close that gap with Colorado and Winnipeg and all things considered with how bad of a stretch I could say. and, And that's, you know, that's overselling it and being a, a bit uh, uh, hyperbolic on the situation. They're still only four points behind Colorado. They're five points uh, behind Winnipeg. So they're still right in the mix. They're playing good hockey. I think they've been more consistent, which is a, a good sign. I didn't love their games this past weekend. Uh, the game against Nashville is just a textbook case where you get playing from behind and you just don't have enough firepower to catch up because they kind of walk and feel their way into games instead of applying pressure and forcing the issue. And then they get down a goal, then it becomes two. And now you have this huge mountain to climb. And yes, they give a wonderful effort. Also, I think Nashville is a really good team and maybe they're just going to be the stars bugaboo team. Uh, You had to have a miracle in the first game of the season series to beat them with two goals in the final 15 seconds of regulation. But, uh, Also, I just think Nashville has a really good line that completely dominated the Stars, and they have, and you got to face them one more time before the end of the season. But Forsberg, O'Reilly, and Nyquist are just having a field day with the Stars this season. They may just be their bugaboo team. Unfortunately, you're not able to get a few points out of that, uh, out of those few games uh, against the Predators. Thank the Lord, you got a full two against Chicago because that was in doubt after 40 minutes of play where they did not play very well. I mean, they were getting dominated by the Blackhawks in the second period, like completely lost and probably could have ended up without getting a point in that game, but you're able to, to buckle down and get a full two points. I love DeBoer switching up the lines. Who cares at this point? 
rattle some cages, so to speak. See if you can get some production from other guys. He goes with the all five forwards on the power play. Great decision there. It ends up paying off. Um, uh, I I think Pete DeBoer just presses the right buttons. He did not do that like at all last season. I don't remember a single game when the Stars had more trios than what we've seen this season. <laughs> it was pretty steady. The, uh, the, the lineup that, that DeVore went out with uh, on a, on a nightly basis. And he, he's not afraid to, to mix it up this year, which, which I love. I I've said my piece, so to speak on the Delandria, uh, not the Delandria line, excuse me, uh, Ben Johnston and Donov. Uh, I spoke about that a few weeks ago on really how it's not been very effective at all this season. I think they only have about 10 five-on-five goals this season, and that's just a few more than the fourth line for the Stars. It just really hasn't been a very effective line this season as much as it was a a year ago. They probably need to think about shuffling that around and I think DeBoer is certainly taking that into consideration and he is making some changes which I'm not mad about at all when you're in a funk you got to change something you can't keep doing uh, the same thing so uh, I do appreciate about uh, do appreciate Pete DeBoer uh, acknowledging that things aren't going the right way and uh, they're trying to find some answers in different spots because as I've said so many times over this last month too, teams do not care or feel sorry for you that you have injuries because at this point in the season, everybody's dealing with it. And we know the overarching theme, the core problem with the Dallas Stars, but they just can't really deal with that right now because it has to be an external solution. They, they just can't deal with it until they make a move. So you got to find a, a way to win games uh, with the personnel you have. And uh, this big stretch uh, coming up before the all-star break is uh, very, very crucial. Okay. Let's take a little more in-depth look at this central division race and how it's all shaping up. And if the stars can jump their way back in to the conversation in just a moment. Today's episode of Locked on Stars is brought to you by Game Time. Game Time is obsessed with getting you tickets and giving you the peace of mind when you make your purchase. Game Time is so phenomenal, Stars fans. You've heard me talk about it so much. You want to go to a Stars game this week? You want to go to a Stars game next week? You want to go to the NFL playoff game? You want to go to a theater, you want to go see a comedy show, you name it, Game Time has it. You can see the view from your seat before you buy, so you don't have to worry about getting obstructions. That's all happened to us before, and man, does that grind your gears. You also get all-in prices, which show the total up front. You can buy tickets with two taps. Game Time is the place to go. Take the guesswork out of buying tickets with Game Time. Download the Game Time app, create an account, and use code Locked On for $20 off your first purchase. Terms apply. Again, create an account and redeem code L-O-C-K-E-D-O-N locked on for $20 off. Download game time today. Last minute tickets, lowest priced guaranteed. So the Dallas Stars have some ground to make up in the Central Division and it seems like every other day that gap continues to widen because, well, 
the other teams do not want to lose. It feels like, <laughs> uh, and, uh, that can, uh, that can be very, very frustrating when you look up and you're like, oh, Colorado won again. We won, but Winnipeg won again. Uh, and that just, uh, seems to uh, be how it goes, but it, it's, it's really interesting also because as much as I feel like I sit here and am grossing about the stars and all their issues and woe is me, so to speak. This team is not playing up to the potential. They're top 10 within the NHL and the two opponents that they're trying to track down in the central division are within the top 10 or also within the top five, Colorado at four and Winnipeg in second. So look, the stars have some very, very good teams to track down. And as I mentioned, they have 55 points in 42 games this season as we've crossed the midway point. 25-12-5 this season. Just four points behind Colorado, and they're five points behind Winnipeg. And that's pretty remarkable, too, because in the last 10, Winnipeg is 8-1-1. Colorado is 8-1-1. At one point, I think Colorado had won five straight. Winnipeg had won eight straight. So even with the turmoil, so to speak, and the injuries that the stars are dealing with, they're still right in striking distance, which is all you can ask for down the stretch. Their schedule is not the easiest moving forward. It was the lightest it was going to get in this past few weeks, but sometimes I think the stars always seem to play their best against better opponents. They play down to some of the so-called we should walk out of here with the win games, like we should have no issues. But as I say all the time too, look, they get paid to play the game too. It's never a cakewalk, especially for the Stars this season with the amount of comeback wins they've had to have and the amount of leads they've given up. It's uh, It's been a roller coaster this year uh, with within each game. Uh, which I think shaves life off my years, uh, shaves years off my life, I should say, completely backwards. I'm sure many of you can concur with that. Uh, the Stars are, are really good on the road too, so they do have four out of their next seven away from the AAC. They continue to be real dominant, 12-4-3. They're 13-8, and eight, uh, 13 8 and 2 at home, so they're very similar in terms uh, of their home in a way records, which is good. They got to be able to win on the road, but they're five, four and one in their last 10. It wasn't the most glorious uh, 10 game stretch, but look, they're only six points away from being the best team in the national hockey league. And I would take that considering that look, the stars are without Miro. They were without Otter for a month. Um, and they're six points out of being from, top of the league <laughs> and we can all agree that this team is nowhere near nowhere near a Stanley Cup favorite I, I think so like I, I think we can be completely honest I don't think they can win a Stanley Cup with this group they have now if they make some changes I would reevaluate that statement but I wouldn't consider them a Stanley Cup favorite when you have Vancouver out there that's playing really well but they don't have a ton of experience. Winnipeg is really good. They have a netminder that's superb. I don't know if they have the firepower when it comes to playoff. 
Boston and Colorado, of course, I would put up there. Uh, Colorado just is hungry this season. And uh, you have a list of other teams. I, I mean, Vegas, who's been in a really, really bad rut recently, uh, is uh, is finally showing uh, some signs uh, of vulnerability. But at, at the end of the year, if they get in the dance, who knows what can happen? So uh, I think it's it's shaping up to be a fun race. And for how much I feel like I'm critical and as as someone that, you know, observes and speaks on this team every single day. Uh, it, it becomes harder to, I guess, see the bright spots, so to speak. You kind of get bogged down in, in all the negativity and, oh, this was bad. He was terrible tonight. What a terrible play. What are we doing? Uh, th- those those kind of notions on, on a day-to-day basis where when you kind of step back and you look at other teams like, okay, yeah, they're, they're having struggles too. That's considered a Stanley cup favorite. Ah, they're, they're not the best. They they've had some issues and some stretches. Who knows how long that's going to last. And um, I, I, I think every, every team is just going through the same problems uh, on a daily basis. Some are different than others, but uh, everybody's trying to find their consistency and uh, the stars have been, I think better in their consistency over the past month or so it's been hit or miss, but uh, it, it certainly had been better uh, since the beginning of the season and they're seventh in the NHL with 55 points and they're just five points out of first place in the central division. And that's with the Winnipeg jets going on what, like a 12 game point streak or something. I mean, they can't lose. So, uh, good, good things. Good things are on the horizon. Jake Ottinger is back. Wedgwood going down is a huge blow. I'll have to admit it is a gut punch, but, uh, they're right in the mix. And sometimes that's all you can ask for. Uh, and the offense is going crazy. So let, let's keep that up. If, if you have to outscore your problems, let's do that for now. Let's get some help and then they can find that healthy balance. And that's what all teams are, are trying to find. Certainly. So, that wraps up today's episode of Locked on Stars. I feel like I went a touch longer today, but just so many things that I have rolling around in this brain because the last weekend, every time I'm on a road trip and I'm not able to watch the games on a weekend, something horrific happens. Something horrific seems to be happening when I'm not fully attentive to the Stars. So if they could cut, stop doing that and I have to return from the game I'm covering to some very, very... Um, upsetting news <laughs> about a netminder. That would be great. That would be great. Uh, but the stars want to make it interesting and be dramatic. Thank you as always. Please sure to like, comment, subscribe, put that notification bell on. Never miss an episode of Locked on Stars. Appreciate all the love and support as always in the engagement. It goes a long way. Let's go ahead. Have a wonderful second half of the season. We'll see you tomorrow. We'll preview the LA Kings and we'll have some more for you. Maybe an update on Scott Wedgwood. Have a wonderful Monday and we'll see you tomorrow. So long, Stars fans.